This is the Fluffers for Hire podcast. I'm Danny. That's Shep. Hey. What's going on? How you doing? We finally have a name for our show. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, sorry I was late today. I was uh, doing some manscaping. Yeah, these, this is information I don't want to know about. Are you about. familiar with that? Uh, not only am I familiar with that, I participate in it. I know that it doesn't look like I'm very hairy because my body hair is light color. No. But I'm super hairy. you got like a Spencer Pratt thing going on, like the fleshy yeah. colored chest hair and everything, yeah? Absolutely. I get it. So how do you, how did we, how do you like our brand? How do you like our name? Yeah, we rebranded. Again. We are now known as Fluffers for Hire. If you don't know what a fluffer is, oh God. you should Google it. Don't. Turn, don't click the images. Though. Yeah. No, this is one of those, uh, this is something that you duck, duck, go on incognito. I don't know what that means. Okay. This is, this is something that you want to search in the library, not at your house. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I like our brand. I think it's, it makes me giggle because I know what a fluffer is. Right. And I've actually put some serious thought and consideration into actually pursuing that career path. Right. But it turns out uh, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I, I liked it just because, so when we created this podcast, our goal was we want to create funny content. That was kind of the, I don't know about you, but that was the kind of extent for, you know, for me. We like making people laugh. Yeah, and I wanted a name that represented that, but also like when you hear it, it has to make you giggle. So if you've seen on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, we have a Twitter now. Yeah, we have a Twitter. I have been formerly banned from Twitter, so our podcast has a Twitter. You were personally banned. I was right? personally banned, yeah, for calling another Indian person an Uncle Tom for orchestrating the demise of one of the most beloved Indian characters on cartoon television, Apu. So you're an Indian person? That's a strong word. You're not white? No, I'm definitely not white, no. Oh, yeah, sorry for my extremely good credit and my uh, enunciation. Was that your expectation, though? Yeah, listening, I thought you were just like a fat white guy. No, no, no. I, I am a fat fat American. Mm. I identify as a fat American. Okay. Uh, but that I am not. I am not a fat American. I mean, I am. I mean, I always just say I'm a Texan because that, to me, defines more about me than being, quote-unquote, Indian. My parents are definitely Indian, Right. Yeah. So, so let's just let's just fill up the Franco right into it. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. You don't get the reference, no. which is which makes you useless. You younger millennial than me, younger than me millennial. It's um, difficult. Yeah, use references I don't understand. Right. Keep it simple. Let's just talk about Instagram and Facebook. <sighs> what? That's all I know. He's the original like YouTube news guy. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I know FoosyTube. Whatever happened to that guy? <sighs> Okay. Did he get deplatformed too? He did not get deplatformed. He <laughs> deplatformed himself. That we could do a whole episode on that guy. We should, do a, uh, we should do a like a uh, th what is that a 30, 30 for thirty? <laughs> <from> Fussy <Fousey> tube. <laughs> Dude, get him on the show. Uh, I don't think I. Not only can we, if we could get him on the show, I don't want him on the show. I don't There's want anything my, else going on. For sure. I mean, dude probably has a couple million dollars stashed away somewhere. Who knows? He's probably going to start vlogging from the front lines of the like PLO. Just, just going to join the, the Palestinian Authority and start just 
you know, assaulting small Jewish children for the sake of his non-existence. Anyways, but we do have a good, like, we have a, I think we've got a decent show plan, don't we? Yeah, yeah. What are we going to talk about today? I saw this article pop up in my news feed about the now president of Grindr referring to marriage as between a man and an Oman. Man, if that's not ironic, I don't know what is. I also know that Dolce and Gabbana, who are two guys who are homosexual, is that how that's pronounced? I think so. Yeah, uh, they they also like they're they're super gay together, and uh, mm-hmm. they make awesome belt buckles that gay guys like. But they also think that they're also marriage traditionalists. What does that mean? That just means that they think marriage is normal, nor like it's traditionally between a man and a woman, not like two men. But they're married gay men? They're not married. They're just oh. together and they have a very expensive luxury brand. Huh. That seems to be the way to do it these days. I think marriage in general is like a, probably a dumb idea. but uh, It doesn't I, end well for, what, 50% of people? Or is the stats it's a little less these days, right? It's a little less because nobody's getting married. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so like the marriage rate drops because people aren't getting married as quickly. Mm. Yeah. So, like, this is here's what's interesting about this article to me is like it's what possible. What did he actually say? He said something on Twitter, right? Originally, he wrote it in. I thought it was a Facebook post. He's Chinese. Okay, yeah, yeah, he wrote it on Facebook. What does the fact that he's Chinese have to do with anything? Because he wrote it in Chinese originally. Oh, okay. I think then it got translated, and then once people realized, oh, that, he said that marriage is a holy matrimony between man and woman, as you said, and this sparked a backlash inside the gay dating app community. Grinder's not really a dating app per se. It's it's yeah. for it's to help men find you know a butt canoe to go a ride on. You know, <laughs> right? Isn't that what that's for? Yeah, it's for so butt canoe. Have their own tickle parties, right? God bless them. So I don't really care. Everyone deserves to have a tickle party. Everyone deserves to have. I don't care who you enjoy tickling or being tickled by. Right. I think you have the right. To to, yeah, totally. By whoever. Here's what I find super interesting and profound about this story. This guy runs the app. He absolutely probably wants this app to be successful. Uh, from what I gather, Grinder was acquired by some Chinese gaming consortium or something. That's correct. That's okay. what the article says. So this guy just he probably wants the app to be successful, but he can bifurcate his his desire to make a successful app from having a point of view that is. Like, he can have a traditional view on what marriage is and still think it's okay for two dudes to find each other's butt canoes pleasurable. Mm-hmm. You know? You're really going to make butt canoes a thing, aren't you? Butt canoe t-shirts now available on our store, <laughs> merchmethod.com slash butt canoe. I'm just kidding. We don't have a store set up. But, you know, I'm a super, I'm an AMCAP, which is like the super libertarian. I don't, like... To me, all I care about is... cap means. Can you define that for Anarcho-capitalist? Yeah, people don't know what that means. It just... The, the, most, the most accessible definition would be that I believe in the privatization of the planet. And I believe that the planet can be privatized. Yes. And that, you know, your interactions with other human beings don't have to be defined by the government. Sorry, I'm touching your stick over here. That's Okay. I just gave him the not a reach around, but a reach across, and grabbed his microphone. <laughs> hey, babe, you can reach across anytime you want. 
Danny's way too loud, so we have to put the microphone on like the other side of the room, or else it just sounds like he's screaming all of the time. We're going to get some of these issues ironed out, but you know, this is the first time we're doing. You know, we're doing this. We had one mic for our first episode. Yeah, we sounded pretty good though. Yeah, yeah, probably because you, the mic was facing you, <laughs> and you were in my neighbor's house, <laughs> and then I was, I was over here. But yeah, I think that's fine. So you were telling me before, like when we were setting up something about your coworker complaining about something. Yeah. So uh, my coworker lived in Canada for a good number of years. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry for her. She was talking about how much she loves Canada and loved living there. True story. Yeah. My family. And after like 30, this is the first year in 30 years of my life where I didn't have Thanksgiving with my family. This past Thanksgiving. Right, yeah, you told me that you had nonstop pickle parties. Uh, okay. But it was, I don't know if they were nonstop. It wasn't like I was, like, my house didn't turn into Dan Bilzerian land. Yeah, you told me you had a lot to be thankful for this year. That's exactly what I said, and that's exactly what I meant. Any butt canoes for you? No butt canoes, dude. I, that's a one way street, my friend. That, is, that river runs one direction, okay? And the salmon are always going upstream, baby. <laughs> No, but, dude, it's the first time my family went to Canada for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, they flew to Michigan or whatever to see my one aunt, and then they wanted to go to Canada. And they asked me if I wanted to go to Canada, and I couldn't stop laughing uncontrollably. So (laughs) So my coworker was telling me that Canada's awesome, and it's the best, and they have free health care. And she was saying, you know, we could have free health care in the United States if we just use the syntax like they do. Apparently, it costs like 50 bucks to get a case of beer of like not good, low quality beer. We're talking PBR or something, 50 bucks. Yeah, no, this is actually one thing my family was saying because my my dad's brother and uncle live in Canada and he was actually telling me that they could not fathom how expensive everything is. Mm. My uncle lives in some like far off suburb outside of Toronto where all the brown people are, not Brampton. And he was telling me how much his house costs. I'm like, huh? Like, yes. even adjusted for U.S., this is an expensive house. It's basically like an entire state where it's California, but it's also cold all the time. Who would ever want to live there? I don't know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't fathom. I can't visit California for more than three or four days at a time. Totally. Yeah. It just doesn't work out. No. So they were, my coworker was complaining about health care and how much it costs in the United States. Okay. And now there was she also there was a caveat there. She said, "Well, the healthcare is free in Canada, but yeah, you do have to wait sometimes years to get a surgery done." Yeah, but it's free. So nothing like you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, by the way, my dad's uncle, like I said, he lives there. He had cataracts and he was going to go blind. Yeah. So the Canadian government, he worked and paid taxes in Canada for forty years. Never had a meaningful medical issue that he needed rectified by the Canadian system. Of course. So his choices were pay an exorbitant amount of money, come to the United States. Pay an exorbitant amount of money, get it done in Canada. Homeboy hops in a jet, goes to the mother country, India, and apparently, as it turns out, Indians have lasers too. So they just laser my boy off his I eyes. I thought you were going to say they had like a snake charmer come out and put snake oil on his eyes. No. I wouldn't be surprised though. Like I've only been there one time 
And uh, I got sick while I was there because it's a third world crap hole. Which people often like. I love when white people tell me they're going to India and they want to I, talk about it. I always loved listening to you, like when you would talk to like white girls in college. Your ex, yeah. dude, your ex was going to yeah, India. Yeah. And I was just like, "What's wrong with you, you retard?" Yeah, she went to India, and you always talk to like younger white women and yeah. tell them that you're from India. And I was like, "Oh, I would love to visit." And you'd be like, "Why? Why would you want to go there? It smells like garbage everywhere you go." No, like this isn't a joke. When I landed. The first thing I realize is, oh, this place smells like poo-poo. <laughs> the whole place. We went to their beach. Like and someone just took, you know. It's a toilet. Just a curry crap and a diaper and left it. Yeah, well, I mean, to, to be entirely yeah. fair, like, people's stomachs there are adjusted to the spice, which I love my mom. She's a great cook. But her sensibility when it comes to spicing things is just like, Oh, let's put some pepper on it. And she just takes up the, the top of the pepper shaker and dumps it in without even grinding it first. And it's like, oh, you want us all to die. It must be nice to have some flavor, though, because my heritage is Norwegian, so everything tastes the same. And if it doesn't, you know, if there's nothing on it, they say the joke is you just put a white sauce on it. If the food isn't the color white, just put white sauce on it. So <laughs> That's fair. The same. But to be also fair, didn't Europeans travel across the globe for spices? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Isn't that why they ended up conquering so many places? They showed up. Yeah, they showed up. They're like, we need spices. But also, we're just going to have this place now. Cool. If you Aztecs could just start speaking Spanish, wonderful. Also, chocolate? Thanks. <laughs> I don't think chocolate came from Mexico. Yeah, no, it totally comes from South America. Okay. No, like it was a South American thing, and it was used as a spice before they figured out it could be sweet. Oh, <laughs> like some the, sweet chocolate. So my friends call me Chocolate Thunder, and so, my friends, yeah. Anyways, I just had to give him the signal that we're going off on a tangent. Yeah, you don't want to know what it so, is. No, but so I was actually in in line with what you're saying. Though I was like, there was a story I just saw about a guy who retired in Las Vegas because he wants to retire in Canada. He'd been living in the United States most, like, you know, for a, a significant amount of time, found out he had cancer, packed his crap up, and hauled ass back to, to Canada. Realized when he got there, he wasn't going to be eligible for treatment because he had been outside of the country for X number of so long that he was going to be, he was subject to having to wait. So now he has, there's a GoFundMe, which lefties love criticizing how GoFundMe is now used as one of the largest platforms to raise money for medical issues and how people are privately contributing to help wow. medical, to help people with issues, you know, get, seek medical treatment. I thought, I would think leftists would like GoFundMe because it's the community coming together to support one another. Voluntarily. Leftists like it when the community... <laughs> it's involuntary. When it's involuntary. When it's forced. Yeah, so like the fact that they're doing it out of their the goodness of their heart is mm -hmm. wrong. It's evil. Pro there are probably selfish motives behind it. Exactly. What they should be doing... We're being facetious, if you can't tell. Exactly. If you couldn't tell, you just stop listening. Right yeah, now. our next... Yeah, but like, dude... So like, th people are angry that people have to raise money on GoFundMe, and it's not just stolen from everybody else, which it already is. Oh, I see. Medicaid, Medicare, all of this, like yeah. all of this crap. It's already, someone else's money, anyways. It's someone else's money, and, and is it more moral to redistribute it voluntarily? Yeah, and that's I have. I think here's what I actually think. I think we should get rid of the entire federal and state level healthcare systems. 
that and, and we should replace the whole thing with GoFundMe. It's not a horrible idea. There it's many, radical. There are many questions that you would have to answer about that. I can't answer any of them. But so my, my coworker, her main complaint was, and she, she blamed the high cost of healthcare in the United States on the greedy healthcare companies, right? They want too much money. They're greedy. All they care about is profits and dollar signs. Yeah. Of course, what is she complaining about? She wants healthcare to be free. What does she want? She wants more capital. Yeah. Or at least more cash flow. She wants to keep more of her money. Exactly. And she doesn't want to have to, like... This is the kind of logic that I just find irreconcilable. Yeah. When people complain that healthcare costs so much. What they're really saying is that they want to keep more of their own money. Yeah. But then they, they would say, oh, yeah, but I would gladly be taxed out my butt canoe for <laughs> right. someone else to so that they can go to the doctor when they have a cold. Yeah, no, and so, like, here's the, here's the thing is, like, when you are in charge of your healthcare choices, you don't make choices that cost money unnecessarily. So if, you know, like, I took a tumble the other day because big man fall hard, and there's, like, oh, you know. Man, are you okay? Yes. Did you break it, a hip? Huh? Did you break a hip? No. I had a friend over for a tickle party, and she oh. was upset, and she pushed me out of the, Anyways. I see. I just, I don't limp, I iced it, but if, because I know it's going to be like I have a copay, and then I got to wait, and then I'm probably going to get syphilis just sitting in the waiting room. Oh, Lord. So, I'm just saying, like, I make choices because I'm the one who has to, to bear the, the, responsible for it. the financial consequences are yeah. on me. But so much of the healthcare problem in the United States, and I agree. Listen, when I switched my health insurance, I was paying $50 a month for my one inhaler that I need to live. Mm-hmm. My choices are my choices are going Medicaid or Medicare because I'm personally insured or whatever. And my, the, the cost of my – and go on the government health care plan, and then I can't see a bunch of different doctors, sure. and then they might cover my inhaler. Or what I did, which is the most rational thing, which is which is illegal, is my old man goes to see his mama because he's a mama's boy, like every Indian man, okay. in the mother country, and the exact same inhaler that they sell in the United States, but they have to spend a billion dollars to to go through the FDA to get mm-hmm. licensed to sell it here. They sell the exact same thing in India for ten dollars. Yeah. So my dude's just like you know. He's Artesio Fuente over there just just packing out the freaking suitcase with my inhaler. They have a much longer shelf life, the ones he buys over there. The ones over here expire in two months. Do you think, uh, you know, Customs and Border Protection are, like, trained to look for an unusual amount of inhalers in a suitcase coming back from India? Yeah, he is, is actually. Is contraband? No, no, it's not. Do you have he, to hide it in his butt crack? He does not, he does not have to put any... He does not have to loose and clark it in his butt canoe. He, what he does, though, is he carries my prescription. So he carries my American prescription from my doctor, and then they – he's only had an issue one time. He's been doing it for a while. The other great thing is the FDA, I had this, this same inhaler. The technology has been the same for however decades, right? The FDA – or not the FDA, the clean – something with clean air, EPA – EPA filed a thing saying inhalers have to function a certain way, which created a scenario where the where you could file a new patent. So this generic thing that I was buying for two dollars a month became expensive again. It became fifty dollars because the government created erected barriers to protect corporations. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I don't get about leftists, man. They say these big corporations have too much power. 
Where do you think they got it from? They got exactly. it. From, they got it from their government. Exactly. Not from their mama. From their mama. Uh, now it's time to mention our sponsor. I'll, I'll cover this one here. Our sponsor this week is uh, Covenant Condoms for when you know she's not the one. Covenant <laughs> okay. Condoms. I'm so glad that we are able to have sponsors on the show. They do make the extra large size as well. Okay, I need the extra medium. Oh, yeah. They don't have that. Okay, I need the I need the Fiat 500 of of Jimmy's. <laughs> so that you call them Jimmy's? Like, what era is that from? I don't. It's it's probably from the 70s, maybe. Hmm. Speaking of hipsters. The godfather of hipsters, Gavin McInnes. I didn't know that that was his title. No, he is. Uh, this is not even a joke. Gavin McInnes is literally like he started that whole beards and mustaches, tight pants, flannels, that whole hipster look that we love and we hated in Austin, honestly. But that whole look is Gavin McInnes. He birthed that. He looks like. You know, I he looks like me if I grew a scraggly beard and became angry about being white. Okay, I don't. I think your assessment of him is entirely unfair. Okay, well, let's let's talk about him because I I don't know a whole lot about the. Guy. Okay, so I'm a big fan of Gavin McInnes. He's actually one of the co-founders of Vice. Yeah. He was ousted out of Vice for not being like not shoving Jews onto a train quick enough. He's not enough Can of a you leftist. Be more, more specific. He's not enough. He was. He he ended up being slightly like center right. So Gavin McKinnon say that he's a far right white supremacist. Though. Okay, let me ask you a question: Is there anybody in our universe that exists today that has any sort of clout or any sort of notoriety that isn't a far leftist that isn't that's like center right that's like slightly normal a libertarian? No. They're all far-right oh, white supremacists. Anyone, anyone with any fame or power yeah. or any say who is more of a centrist or yeah, even reasonable? If, here's the thing. Even if they say things that are reasonable and they hold views that are pretty mainstream, they're always getting categorized as far-right because that's it's called a trigger warning. Sure. Even if you're slightly one way or the other, yeah. the opposing side tends to try to radicalize you. Yeah. To make Try, you the enemy. Tries to present you as a radical. So I've listened to a lot of Gavin McInnes' talking points. He, here's the thing about Gavin McInnes. We've been, we've been friends for, I'd say, really close for five years. We've known each other for a decade or so probably, right? You and Gavin McInnes? No, <laughs> McInnes. Me and you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You still have sometimes trouble. You still have trouble sometimes figuring out when I'm telling a joke. Or when I'm being uh, serious. Yeah, because I just never know what's going to happen with you. There was the one time where you said you were going to move to Detroit. I yep. literally helped you pack your stuff. Yes. And put it in your car. That's correct. And I didn't hear from you for three days, I think. And I texted you and said, hey, how's Detroit? And he said, oh, I ended up not moving. That, but that I mean... That's along the lines of faking your death. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. you would do. Okay. That is true. I would fake my own death. But that wasn't me telling a joke. I mean, like, I packed my stuff up, and then I end up catching a contract here and end up staying. But the, here's the thing with Gavin McInnes. He got unpersoned. They're saying deplatformed, but I prefer the Orwellian term from the book 1984, unpersoned. His person was vacated. deplatforming before. For, for those of you who don't know, deplatforming is just when whatever your social media platform is or 
or your media, however you're out there and your voice is being heard, that is eliminated. Yeah, your so, Twitter account goes bye-bye. Yeah, so that happened to me. So there's there's this kind of weird crevice. His this, YouTube channel went away, right, Gavin McInnes? And here's the thing. I have no problem with any of these private platforms removing people. My issue is when the terms of service are unclear, they're intentionally opaque, and when the user has no concept of they're putting their product onto the platform and then being told their product can't live on the platform anymore, they said they removed him for a copyright strike. I saw, yeah, so I saw that. I also saw something about a public urination video. So what really happened? I, I don't know about the public urination video. I'm not, I'm, I'm not into water sports. <laughs> but so Homeboy got knocked off YouTube for a con, for a copyright strike, which I've had before because I, I used to try. I was building a YouTube channel for a, for a brief moment in time. By the way, you should definitely look us up on YouTube. Some of our clips are on there, and they're well, funny. You need to look up on YouTube to find us. Fluffers for hire, baby. You don't, you don't need the baby. No, the baby was. Anyways, so the 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 copyright strike was from Vans, and he had he had owned an advertising agency at some point in time, and did an ad for Vans, which was on his channel. And Vans came back to him and said, "Sorry, we don't know why they struck your content." And they went to YouTube and said, hey, we didn't strike his content. It's fine. He created the ad. He was allowed to have it on his channel. And uh, YouTube just said, yeah, we don't care. Hmm. Which, listen, there's, so there's this weird conversation about, you know, you're not, if, you, you, if the town square is now moved into the private sector, which it has in so many ways, and you get unpersoned. Like that's shouldn't the government now a lot of right the more conservative types are saying the government you know Trump for that instance needs to step in and do something about it which is stupid the underlying issue isn't the platform the underlying issue is why are the neo fascist communists at the platform why do they think this is reasonable secondarily why is it cool with people who hold radically different views. Why do they think there's any sort of benefit to silencing people who they disagree with just because they label your... And that's, that's what seems like is really happening. It's not really a copyright thing. No. Because who really gets taken off YouTube for copyright infringement? I mean, you know at that point they're looking for something to get rid of you for a different reason. Yeah. You've heard of other people being deplatformed. Uh, you could probably name a few. Yeah. And they all seem to be more to the right. Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a kook, all right? Yep. He's a bag of nuts, but he's hilarious. Wasn't Stephen Crowder something of his taken down? Yeah, well? no. Like, Stephen Crowder, like, what happened to Stephen Crowder was more like, you know, like, the various platforms took his money. I think it was Facebook and Instagram took his money to run ads, and then... They kept the money and then just didn't run the ads because they said he was hate-speeching. Mm -hmm. He did a hate speech. He did a racism. But you don't hear about anyone on the left being deplatformed. Yeah, not so much. I think there was one Antifa group, which in, if Antifa was a thing in WW2, these, these vegans would be shoving Jews onto trains, which is my favorite reference to. But anyways, so the issue... To, to me, the issue isn't a corporate one, it's not a government one, it's a cultural one. Yeah, I agree. These kids who got too many trophies 
realize that they can get their feelings hurt. If you let your feelings hurt by words, ah. I don't know what to do for you. Yeah, it like be, it must be really, it must be extremely difficult to live if you are constantly having your day ruined by things that other people are saying. But this is like it's a profession, though. Like. The left has successfully monetized being angry about stuff. And as much as people think the I'm answer... saying that it's profitable to be offended? I, don't, I mean, it's profitable in the sense that if you get offended, corporations run out of their way to give you what you want. I mean, mm. if you're just a normal schmuck sitting at home and, you know, you work down at the, at the cat breeding center or whatever leftists do, I don't know... And you figure out you can you can get Gavin McInnes kicked off the internet, and he's such an evil guy for if you actually listen to what he talks about on his show, which now is is off of Blaze TV. Basically, all he ever talked about was was we need a we need stronger homes. You know, Barack Obama said stuff like this too. I actually have some quotes from him. Okay, I don't know if you will. Obviously, there's no context around these. Here in March 8, 2017, he said, Palestinians are stupid, Muslims are stupid, and the only thing they really respect is violence and being tough. Yeah. I don't, have you, I don't, I don't know if I disagree with that he statement. Said, Why don't we take back Bethlehem? Why don't we take back northern Iraq? Why don't we start our own crusades? That's what the crusades were. Okay. They weren't just someone picking on Muslims for no reason. They were reaction to Muslim tyranny. Tyranny, we finally fought back. Okay, what he's saying isn't historically entirely inaccurate. While the Crusades are often portrayed, let's just take the Crusades out of it, okay? There was a point in time in human history where Muslims in North Africa and the Middle East took white people as slaves. And there are imams that talk about that today as we need to get back to that time. There are no pastors today or there are no uh, rabbis today saying how we need to reclaim slavery. But there are moms who say that we should reclaim slavery. So his statements on Muslims, I, I have trouble disagreeing with. He has a lot of statements that people would classify but, as hate speech. I, I wouldn't say that. I would just say it's the guy's opinion, which is protected by the First Amendment. Which, in, this, in the context of a private platform, which is the leftist, these people hate free speech. They hate letting anybody have fun. But the minute they can use this thing as a baseball bat to crack your skull... They have it's a private company. Like, and that's and my my issue is that inclination that the kind of neoconservative center right people are having is Trump is going to save us. He's not the guy who whoever becomes president. Sorry, no, I shouldn't say guy. Whatever person, non-binary individual. They don't, they don't have to be a person. However, yeah. they identify. That's correct. Whichever attack helicopter becomes president next will use the power, the authority given to them to, to meddle in private industry and how private industry regulates itself, and they're going to use it in a manner that nobody likes. But the other thing about this, about Gavin McInnes, is that if you were a white guy who were saying things that could be classified as hate speech, like in this, he's talking about Muslims a Dude, lot. He's hate talking, speech is fake. It's just, not real. Yeah, okay, well, that's a whole different, we can't cover that right now. We okay. just don't have time. We have but the time. If you were saying we have the technology. If you were saying things about white people, if you were saying white people are 
mass murderers that yes. came into this land and they stole it away from the natives and then they enslaved blacks and they're pieces of garbage and they just want to control everyone and we need to revolt against the white people, he would probably still have a YouTube account. Yeah, it's called The Young Turks. YouTube goes out of its way to promote them and they suck. Here's the other thing though, just, just on that little example you used, I thought I'd point something out. Hey, the Native Americans didn't have any borders, so all the Europeans were doing was exactly what anybody should do when we should when there are open borders. Build the wall! <laughs> they should have built the wall. <laughs> I'm just saying, like when white people complain Building about the wall is stupid, by the way, it's completely stupid. Compl I want all the Latinas to come here. Latinos, I want them to mow my lawn. <laughs> Uh, Indian people don't do, like, physical labor. That's, I've never seen an Indian man mowing his own lawn. Yeah, it's true. It's never happened in the history. Because in India, they don't have a lawn. And when they have a lawn here, you know, Eduardo comes over. We're all happy with that arrangement. And then Eduardo's niece, who's 19, <laughs> speaking of Eduardo's niece, I, I'm, I'm in Target the other day, and I see a water bottle. It says, Girl Power. I've seen those. Yeah, and there's T-shirts, and you know they make all this kind of cool, cute merchandise for yeah. girls, girl power. What's wrong with that? Girl scientists. Sure. Yeah. So I go over to the boys section because I have I have two cousins, they're young kids, twins. So you can't oh. buy the girl power water bottle for the girl, and then there's no boy power. Oh, it's a boy and a girl twin? Yeah, there's okay. a boy and a girl, so I have to buy one of each because they have their super chill kids, but it, they never... Here's the thing. The boy never complains if there's not, like, something for him. Yeah. But you can tell he's sad. He wants to be included. Okay. Cause, yeah, because of his toxic masculinity. Yeah, okay. So, but I go over to the boy section. Here's a... Like, there's a... There's a t-shirt with, you know, like, Kai you wanted or Dora the Explorer for the, the boys. boys section? I don't know if there's a door to the explore in the boy section. All I know is there wasn't a boy power water bottle, which, you know, hey, where's my equality? I've never seen any boy power merchandise. That or anything pro-boy. That's the question. But, Danny. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate here. Because you are the devil. De the white devil. A black man. So, I'll play devil's advocate. Don't you think that's because... And the society and the culture that we live in, it's already a good thing to be a man. You don't need to be reminded that you're powerful when a boy, because society already tells you that through all these subliminal messages and so on and so forth. No. You don't agree? Not only do I not agree. Make your case. Here's my case. Boys are doing terrible in school as a metric. Boys are, men are getting less college degrees. Two-thirds of college degrees are women. I'm fine with that, actually. But this, the majority of suicides, the majority of homeless, the majority of people dying on job sites, this is all men, mm. okay? I'm not the kind of collectivist person who's like, men built the world, that includes me. So you're you're not MGTOW? <laughs> I can't gag hard enough. We should do a whole. We should do a whole episode on that. Can we do a critique on MGTOW for an episode? Please. That would be fun. But listen... Here's what's absurd about it, okay? And here's my issue. Here, my issue is, the argument is, men have controlled so many realms and sectors of culture and society, 
and industry. That's true. And, well, fair. That's, a, that's an entirely fair assessment. And so we need to do something to help encourage women to enter those places. There, there should be a caveat there. When they want to. Right. Okay? When they want to. I know it was extremely difficult for my mom, or not my mom, one of my, some of my cousins, including my, my mom too. They wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And the, their friends, the culture around them, said that, well, you should go to college, get a degree, which they all did. Some of them are doctorates, but some of them are lawyers. And they just wanted to pop out kids and be at home, and that's what they want to do. And that whole girl power thing is... That that's not okay. You should aspire to more than that. And as if that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And the other half of it is these boys, these young boys who aren't... So the girls are being encouraged and the boys aren't being discouraged actively, but they're not being encouraged. It, it creates an asymmetrical set of results. And the long-term view of that is there are a plethora of articles today that you can go find on feminist blogs and mainstream news websites about how women cannot find a suitable man to marry and have a kid with because they want to do, they want to go have the, they want to be free and they want to travel and explore. Great. Awesome. No problem. Sure. They should have the right to do that. And they do. I encourage that. But they already do. Yes. But the minute they turn 35 and realize they want to pop a kid out and they need to do it now, they can't strap a man to themselves fast enough. It's a little too late in the game. Well, no, they, they're having trouble finding a suitable mate. Yeah. And what they define as suitable is somebody who has a college degree, someone who has a massive schnitzel, or a, a moderate schnitzel. Or schnitzel. Oh, <laughs> in fact. nickname, by the way. <laughs> you can find my friend Shep here. He's on, uh, he's on Bumble. He's on the Tinder. He's all over the place. He's on seven or better. But there is no equivalent for the guy who just wants to find a girl who can budget. Right? I have been... That's like all it says on my, my dating accounts. It just yeah. says, looking for a woman who knows how to budget. Right. I've had no takers. <laughs> I've had girls message me and say, hey, I don't know how to budget, but... Yeah. I just block them. Right, of course. No, but I think the end result of this is it's for the traditional... Not traditional... Before the normal straight girl who wants to find out eventually have a husband, this this asymmetrical approach. We're going to encourage the girls, and not in, in, in so by in de facto discourage the boys. And then you know there's there's in you know Cambridge or Cornell. It was Cornell did a study, and so the women have a two to one hiring advantage in the STEM fields, predominantly a male dominant. Oh, yeah. The last the last place where guys go to get a you know a, a traditional career. Even in the even in the male dominated fields right now. Yeah. Uh, law enforcement, kind right. of field that I come from, criminal justice. You can't you can't get a job certain places if your skin's not tan enough or you're a dude. Yeah. So and I think the. the there is something to be said about being more, I, I hate to use the term inclusive, but there is something to be said about we're going to pick the best candidate regardless of their skin color, and if that means they're not white, that's fine. But there's also oh, a problem. merit-based hiring? I, it's so offensive and racist. Huh. It's so offensive and racist that Yale actually had to stop admitting so many Asians. Yeah. Because if, if they just took the top producer the all, top all Asian it would just you'd have to speak you'd have to make kimchi 
I don't know. I'm guessing they're not, they're not all Korean, though. I mean, there's a bunch of Indians and Chinese Several people. Several universities have had that problem. Where yeah. They said, color, they said, you know, colorblind, accepting people on a, on a basis of being colorblind doesn't work because all the top students are Asian. Yeah, which, you know... Like and this, then they say, oh, well, that, well, we need to look diverse. So here's the thing. We don't Indi- actually want good students here. Yeah, yeah. Degrees. Which is, so again, my, like the problem is that whole... Like we're not instead of doing the merit-based thing, it's a pendulum. So when you juice one group and try to make them make them successful in in a very in a very kind of hyper-defined sense, the pendulum swings back, and now there's negative effects to that. And all of these articles go on to blame the guys because they just want to stay at home and play video games instead of getting nagged by some girl with a doctorate in public health who makes 60 grand a year, who has $200,000 in student debt and has to start in vitro fertilization treatments tomorrow if she wants to shove out two kids before she's too old. And you're saying all of that is because they, they only sell girl power shirts at Target and no boy power? Okay. I mean, basically. I was bringing us back to where we started. That's exactly where we started. Guys, today we wanted to thank you for listening. Go check out... Covenant Condoms. That's right. For when you know she's not the one. None of them are the one. Starting 2019, my friends, you can listen to the Fluffers for Hire podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, we are natively heard on Anchor. Please check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Fluffers for Hire. Flubbers for high.